Hello everyone and welcome to Questions You're Not Asking, a podcast with me, Tom French. And me, Chris Morphew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are making a podcast because we are writing a book and we thought the best way to write a book would be to talk about it first. We're writing a book about all the questions that you aren't asking about Jesus, the Bible, Christianity. We're basically the Bible project, but without any of the theological weight behind us. And neither of us is a renowned Hebrew scholar, unless you are. Are you? <laughs> no. So the, the question that we are discussing today is, if the multiverse is real, is there a Jesus in every multiverse? And is there an evil Jesus? So I did, in my extensive research for this podcast, I discovered that there are multiple different multiverse theories. And I don't know if you watched the same minute physics video that I did, which is where I got a lot of my information, but it was four and a half minutes well spent. So apparently, and I'm probably butchering all of this, but for the sake of our conversation, it probably doesn't matter. Apparently, there are three different running theories about the multiverse and how it might be a thing. Have you, are you aware of this? I thought there were four different theories. Oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you the three I know and you can tell me the one I'm missing. No, no I, didn't, I didn't bother to memorize all four of them. I just thought, oh, okay. like, I thought there were four. Well, let's say there's, there's three to four. There's only three worth hearing about, I would say. Whatever the fourth one is, not that good. Um, so number one, bubble universes, a.k.a. baby black hole universes. And it's the idea that there are bits of our universe so far away that we can't see them, we're never going to see them, maybe they're inside a black hole, maybe they have different laws of physics, and so there you go, it's a different one. Um, and this is all, all based on the thing that, like, aren't they actually all... Like, if the universe is everything there is, then aren't those two universes just different bits of the universe? Yeah. Like, like if you're in a room and you had... It was a very large room... And it had, and you had like maybe there was like a corner in it, like there was, and so on one side you could have the light and you could see half the room, and on the other side you could see half the room, but you didn't know the other sides of the room existed because there's darkness in between. Then you're like, are you in two different rooms or are you in one very large room? And it sort of doesn't matter because you're never going to go into the other half anyway. So for your purposes, the room that you, the the observable room might as well be the whole room. Um, so anyway, there's that one. Then there's like the membranes one. And it's basically like, just like a newspaper, the pages of a newspaper are all their own two dimensional things, but they all exist as one big unit inside of our three dimensional space. What if our universe feels like all there is, but we're just a three dimensional universe in a like nine dimensional plane. And so there could be different universes layered like different universes layered on top of one another, just like pages in a newspaper, and it's just pages and pages of universe. And then there's the like sliding doors, Schrodinger's cat one, which is like, but we don't know, like, you know, if you put a cat in a box and poison it until you open the box, is it dead or alive? Dunno. But then you open it up and it's one or the other. But what if? If you open the box up and it's dead, then there's this other universe that just branched off where the the other cat is alive, or yes. where the same cat is alive. That's the that is my that is everything I have learned about the multiverse. So uh, it turns out that you are 
definitely the the physics scholar. Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> no, no, I I've done I've done this a is not a more. physics podcast. I'm, yeah, except we we're, we're dealing with physics in our very first episode. <laughs> and yeah. neither of us are physicists. But and I feel like we we only need a very loose grasp of physics for the purposes of our conversation. I, I think so. so yeah. You know what's funny is that like um, on the Bible project You've, what I'm realizing now is you've got one expert who comes prepared with a bunch of real information and somebody else who likes help them like hone it down into something that you can understand. Whereas we're just two guys coming in being like, hey, have you seen this YouTube video I watched before we started recording? So it's, I mean, it's basically the same, but I'm just pointing out there's a subtle difference there. So Well, I think, I think what we have going for us is that um, we're willing to talk about it and no one else is talking about it, are they? That's true. All right, so for this question to work, we have to believe that there are multiple universes. All right. Like, we can't... Allow and, it. and it's got to be... I assume it's got to be the the multiple worlds option, the last one you had. There's a universe where everything happens. Yeah. Every time yeah, yeah. a thing could have happened, it did happen somewhere else. Yes, that's we're going with that one. And so the question is, if every time a thing could have happened... It did happen, and a new universe was born. Does that mean then that there is multiple universes, and there's a and Jesus has gone to visit each one? Like, if a universe is spawned every time a decision is made, the, does the gospel then have to apply to each of those universes? So basically, if there is a universe where we are all mermaids instead of humans, did yes. Jesus come to Earth as a mermaid? Yes, yes, that's that's a, or a merman probably. Oh yeah, so a mer person. Well, surely there'd be two universes: one where he came as a mermaid, and another one where he came <laughs> as a merman. Yeah, yes, I think I think so, but we probably shouldn't talk about that too much, otherwise we will get cancelled by the radical right. Um, I think that's that is the first, but surely not the last time we get cancelled by the radical right. Um, <laughs> And also, quite possibly, at the same time, by the radical left. Yeah. So, th- so there's there's that question of whether Jesus <laughs> Jesus comes in all the many forms that that humans evolve into with obviously with God. Uh, yeah. Um, by using the word evolve, you just got cancelled by the <laughs> radical right again. Thanks a lot, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Evolve within you know the six days of creation. Oh, obviously. just a quick one. The <laughs> um, tail just whoop, like that. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe on the on day five when God invented the fish, he invented the tail part, and then on day six he invented the human part, and then he popped them together. <laughs> it's like, look, I've got a half a tail lying around. What am I going to do? But it could be it could be that say like a mer person isn't created in the image of God, and so the mer the mer people that God's like, nah, look, you're great. I love you as my creation, but you're not humans. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but say you know, like because there's all these splitting universes at different times, there are a whole bunch of times when multiple universes would have been created before the arrival of Jesus. So even in like even like the year leading up to Jesus' birth, there would have been like infinite amounts of decisions for people to make, or places where. You know, the the universe could spawn new okay. universes. So you're saying, for the purposes of this question, let's assume humans. Well, we assume. Yeah, let's. Assume, 
I'm happy to assume humans for the moment. Oh, because I think otherwise you get really stuck in the weeds of how many different ones of these could be the image of God. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a that's a too big a question. Well, I'm assuming that the image of God is not primarily like a physical appearance thing, but yeah, are the are the insectoids in the insectoid universe in the image <laughs> of God? Yeah, maybe. What are they like? How, how do they wise. how do they rule and subdue the earth mm, with their big pincers? I assume, <laughs> but again, that's probably getting into the weeds. So, yeah. okay, assuming just more kind of modern day sliding doors level, you know, bunch of different things happened. Yeah. Moses got on the train, or he didn't get on the train. Moses, and then well, I'm just you know making it biblical. <laughs> um, uh, on the train of his glory. That filled the temple. <laughs> that was the Lord's glory, not Moses' glory. No, did, the, did Moses get on the Lord's train of his glory? Oh, he boarded the train. Well, in one universe he did, and in one <laughs> universe he didn't. Anyway. <clears throat> so, so there's, this is the problem, right? So does Jesus then have to turn up to all these different universes where there are humans made in the image of God who are ruling on the earth? Some have made better choices, some have made worse choices. The world is in lots of different ways. Um, but obviously there's going to be sin in probably the majority of them. I guess, like, the first one of the first places the universe would have split would be when Adam and Eve chose to sin. Maybe. Anyway, that's... Unless, yeah. Oh, well, again, that I probably need to know more about physics. But from a human nature point of view, I mean, it was a choice. It was definitely a choice, but <laughs> like, is it like are the, were they always going to sin? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, about? yeah. Well, I mean, not that they were like fated to it or whatever, but um, yeah. So what? Like, so maybe there was one where, in our hypothetical existence of multiple universes, there could have the first one would have been Adam and Eve chose not to turn from God. Well, like, okay, if there is like if there is one universe where sin never entered the world because human beings never turned from God and every choice that they made was in line with the will of God. Yeah. Je I mean, then, I think Jesus would have come, but he wouldn't... He'd just come to hang out. Yeah. Well, he kind of would have been there. He would have been there, yes. Right? Yeah. He, well, like, the qu I mean, then the question would be, would, there, would he have needed to in incarnate? I don't know. He might have wanted to anyway. <laughs> Well, like, seriously, yeah. if that's, you know, if that is the trajectory of all of history, um, like, I don't think that in our timeline, God is just like, guess I'm going to have to incarnate rats. Like, <laughs> no, that's I true. think somehow the incarnation is bound up in God's perfect plan that is over and above all human choices, which I guess is like a big part of this question, right? Like, if somehow... God's authority and God's sovereignty is big enough to include all of our human choices. What does that say about the way they split off and form other universes? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you have to assume if there are other universes that that is part of... Like, none of them are mistakes. Like, they're all part of God's sovereignty. So you, you have to assume that. But also, like, I think, yes, like, the thing that you're saying about the like 
like the the incarnation was always going to happen before the was before the creation of the world that like that God had predestined us and had chosen us to be glorified. So, mm. and I assume that that's not actually about the the, found, the creation of the world, but the creation of the universe mm. before the beginning of physical material existence. Yes. So, 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 so Jesus was always going to come, whether whether there's one universe or a, a quadrillion. Jesus was always going to come, but yeah. but if he was, but was he just going to come to this one? And if he just comes to this one and then dies for us, does that then make his death uh, effective across all the different universes where there are uh, images of God who have so, sinned? So I almost wrote a novel one time. I mean, I did write some novels, but one of the many that I almost wrote. Um, was kind of a an allegory, I guess, and it was. Um, it was about a, this story, a lion. This story, yeah, he was called um, Asman, <laughs> and he was he was half man, half lion, and. Sorry, he, sorry, keep going. He was. No, that's the real thing. It was about Asman, but then I saw, I read Narnia, and I was like, eh, that's a bit the same. <laughs> um, right. He just went further than I did. He allegorized the bottom half as well. Um, anyway, so um, I almost wrote this story where it was like some moment of catastrophe had happened and three universes had split out. Mm. And each universe was busted because it was meant to be part of a united whole. It was never meant to be... It was basically one third of existence surviving as its own existence sort of thing. And so the idea was that you would follow the same characters through their adventures on three different parallel universes, the same events as expressed through three different parallel universes. And then the, the Jesus figure, I guess, would, at the climax of the story, reunite those shattered universes into a, one coherent whole. Yeah. And anyway, what, what that made me think of was there's a sense in which if, if there is a right way for us to live, then every universe that split, where we split up, basically every, every instance of sin in, the, in all of history is a splintering away, not just from what might have happened, but from what should have happened. Yes. Um, although I don't think that, um, like talking about it like that makes it sound like the, you know, the good life or the life Jesus calls us to is this like very in the bad sense, narrow, like there's one specific, like everything is wrong except for one thing that you should have chosen. <laughs> you didn't choose it yes. where actually the Bible's picture is that the inverse of that is true. Like there is so much choice in goodness and evil is just don't eat the fruit on that tree. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess so. There, there would. I mean, like, there would be lots of different universes where there's the good choices and the bad choices. Like, some would be. There'd definitely be some that are better than others, but all of them would have sin in them, except for. Well, there'd be one. There'd be the one universe where I decided to buy um, when I was out suit shopping one time, and I saw the the 
two-piece yellow suit where I just was like, you know what? That's going to be my suit. And, you know, that wouldn't have been an evil choice. No. Um, but it would have shaped the trajectory of my life. Yeah, you the yellow, yellow suit world. Where you, yeah. Yeah. But then there's also the world where everyone makes that choice and we've all got yellow suits. And then there's maybe another one where in that world I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the black suit. And everyone's like, Chris, you're crazy. How can you dress so weird and flamboyant, you nut? Imagine that. Yeah, I, I could live in that world, I think. Would you Would you wear the black suit? Yeah. No, I'd, I, would, I would wear a hoodie and jeans and T-shirt, and people would think that was insane. And I'd be like, guys, I am wearing the most comfortable outfit you've ever found, met. Okay, so, all right. So the question is, still, do you, do you think do you think Jesus would have would come to multiple worlds, or just to one? Okay, did you raise the part about evil Jesus? No. Well, I get. I mean that 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 kind of uh, is dependent on on there being multiple Jesuses. Right. So we're already, so I think we need to take a step back because in your original, when you first asked me this question, when we were like making the list of questions, part of your thing was, is there an evil Jesus? Yeah, well, yeah, um, that's, a, that's a big question. And, and so like if, there, like if there's a different version of me in every, in every universe, then is there a different version of Jesus in every universe? Yeah. And if there's like varying degrees of good and evil me, are there varying degrees of good and evil Jesus. Yes. And I think the answer to that is no. Like if we're assuming that God's the one, if there is a a multiverse, that God created the whole multiverse, um, then whoever God is, he just is. And so he is not... An evil Jesus is a nonsense because evil is the antithesis of who God is, and so Jesus couldn't come and be evil. Well, um, well th- uh, that's, that's with the assumption that, like, that's Jesus as God. Like, so God is not going to choose evil, but Jesus, when he came, had, he was, he was tempted in every way. So he, so he always had the choice to sin, and so there's always the option that he could sin. So are you saying that, like, according to the multiverse theory, are you asking, like, it, when Satan came to Jesus in the desert and said, "Turn these stones to be- tell these stones to become bread, that in our universe Jesus was like, no, man doesn't live on bread alone. Yeah. But in another universe Jesus could have been like, yeah, all right. Yes. I know. I disagree. Why? I'm going to... Why? Because I think that... Because God transcends all of the universes and God is who God is. Yes. Then the same is true of Jesus. That Jesus might come and choose to contextualize his existence to whatever culture and place that he was in. Like, you know, if the Pharisees had different issues, he would come and have, like, had different stuff to say to them. But, like he still would have fundamentally been himself because he is the 
the image, like the perfect image of God, the ultimate image of God. He perfectly shows us what God is like. Like I, I think that the 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 choice to resist temptation is a choice that he made, and he could have made otherwise. But I think, being who he is, he never would have. Like it's, it's a- like if we're assuming that God transcends physics, then in some sense, in his godness here on earth, surely Jesus has to. I think he he just is who he is. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, I think, yeah, I think if I had if I had to make a choice, then uh, assuming that there's a multiverse, would there be an evil Jesus? I think you're right. I think there wouldn't be an evil Jesus. I think you, I think you wouldn't choose evil because because the idea is is that yes, that God has entered into this world, like. Like the, the whole question of of multiple universes and multiple dimensions, is at least to some degree answered by the Bible in that th- there are multiple dimensions. At the very least, we have we have the the world that we can see, hear, taste, and touch. But then there's the heavenly realms where there's God and the angels and and all that. And that and and when Jesus when he ascends into heaven he he goes up and he doesn't just keep on heading out in space he heads off into he goes to he a leaves the material universe and he goes to this new right? dimension right yeah so any Jesus that entered into any material universe if there are multiple material universes is coming from that other dimension and and that would be the I would say the like the primary reality setting dimension that everything else flows from that because because yeah. all things are held together by Jesus. Jesus is is the one like all creation comes from him and is in him. Whatever Colossians one says, uh, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, with thrones, powers, rulers, um, universes, authorities. <laughs> yeah, universes. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So if there are multiple universes, then he is holding them all together. He's not subject to the multiple universes. He is the sustainer of the multiple universes. Yeah, that's like what I meant, but the smart way. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the way where you actually bring the Bible in and, and show that it's correct. Um, so I, um, in the Narnia books... Um, I did it slightly differently um, in my version, um, The Adventures of Asman in the Winter Cupboard. Um, <laughs> but in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, well, in the Narnia series, like, I think I think Lewis does this... Like, I lo- I've just finished rereading Voyage of the Dawn Treader again. And at the end, there's that bit where Aslan tells Lucy, like, I've, I've let you know me here so that you can know me better in your universe Mm. in your world and he talks and she's like well is there a way into your or he says there's a way into your country into my country from your world like and you know the the insinuation is that jesus is the aslan in our world and the cross is the way into aslan's country or you know faith in jesus is the the way to aslan's country from our world and I really like that because I think that is, you know, even though in Narnia Aslan's a talking lion, 
he still fundamentally has the same character as Jesus. And because that's an allegory, I like, you know, of course that is the way that it's framed. But um, I think maybe, you know, like based on what you just read, like I think that kind of is where I come down on it, that if there are multiple universes, um, whether, you know, Jesus comes in the physical form of a mermaid or a, a half man, half lion or a full lion or a human or any number of different kinds of humans, he, just, he still is fundamentally who he is. And I guess part of what we need to to maybe ask is, like, we're assuming that the multiple universes branch out based on human decisions. Yes. Or based on the interaction of physical objects in with the quantum thingy. Yes. I'm sure um, one of our uh, hundreds of physicist friends listening can, can write in and it's, correct it's, me on the details. It's something about, like, when, when the particle in quantum physics can be observed as a wave and a particle, maybe not a particle, whatever the thing is that could be observed as a wave and particle, whatever it is that makes that choice, it turns up as the other thing in the other place. So it's not about human choice, it's just wherever there's a fork in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one of the videos that I watched was um, talking about the Schrodinger's cat paradox and the idea that it is our observation that renders the fine like forces the universe to make its choice is the cat dead is it alive and then it it asked the video whoever made the video asked i can't remember it might have been the minute physics one asked the question but then who's observing us the implication was kind of all like no one (laughs) but you know, as Christians, we would go, well, no, God's observing us. Yes. And so maybe the whole thing or like that framing of a, a you know, and again, I'm way out of my depths in terms of the physics, but. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll carry you. I've watched four more videos. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong, but if God is the observer who can see inside the box at all times, maybe he's ensuring that things just go the way that they go in a sense that doesn't preclude our free will. I mean, you know, it's that whole, that tension between predestination and free will. But but if God is, in a sense, the observer who can see what's in the box at all times and is guiding all of history towards its um, inevitable conclusion, which, yeah, includes all of our real choices and our mistakes and and somehow envelops all of that into the plan as well i don't know i don't know what bearing i mean we need to get a real physicist on to talk about that but i just wonder um whether that kind of the whether yeah what we do with the question of god's sovereignty in the middle of all of this yes well like he obviously he has to remain sovereign either over one universe or or a billion universes Jesus is the embodiment of God in all his godness, well, in all of his fullness, in whatever universe he's in, to the people of whatever universe he's in. Yeah. And so did he need to come to each universe? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) As in, like, I kind of lean towards, well, yeah, he would have. 
Because if if our universe is not the main universe and all the other ones branch off, I don't I don't know if it's so much a question of was the death of Jesus here sufficient to cover the sins of people living in other universes, but I think the cross and the life of Jesus and the incarnation are not about less than that, but they're about more than that. And I feel as though if there are other versions of us in other universes that Jesus in his great love would come and reveal himself to them as well. And what he would reveal would be the same person that he is in whatever timeline he's in. So, so that, I mean, that then raises, I guess, another question though, is if he, if he does turn up in other universes, is, does he have to die for the sins of those people in those universes? Like, is Jesus dying a billion deaths in a billion universes? I guess maybe part of the question, like, the thing that I'd need to ask before we got to that is, like, if there are alternate universes, if there are, like, an infinite number of Tom French's and Chris Morphews, mm. are those other Toms and Chris's, are they still fundamentally us? Are they different? Like, I think we've kind of established or, like, decided that Jesus is still fundamentally Jesus, but that's because he transcends the universe. Whatever universe he's in, he transcends it. Yes. Whereas the same is not true for us. We are just... We're here. I mean, in a sense, I think God's free to do it however he wants. <laughs> he's, you know? He's like, um, like, I don't think if he came down to... If he came to our universe, died for us, and then went back to you know, like ruling from the throne of heaven, he'd look down at all the other universes and be like, better go do it a bunch more times. It didn't work down there. Like, I think, like, okay, so what about this? God had to become fully human in order to atone for our sin. Yes. And so he would have, would he have had to become fully merman for merman and fully um, as man for as man. Yeah, and as and as women, I, th- and I think women. I think he would, but I, but I think maybe that. So, if we're we're getting our uh, multi multiverse gospel theory from Narnia, which seems mm-hmm. the most uh, physics uh, appropriate. Yeah, then I, then it seems to me, but I haven't read as much as recently that the death of Aslan. And the death of Jesus is one and the same death. Like it's the same, it's the same atonement, but in two different universes. Yeah, I, like I think that the cro- like the atonement happened once, and if there are other universes. It also happened once there, but it was the same once. Yes. And 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 I think because like like time if God, if Jesus is coming to us from his from the God heavenly realms dimension and he steps into time, mm. then he can step into time at any point in time that he wants to. Mm. So so he can step into time to atone for the death of the world at naught or at thirty three AD or 29 AD, uh, he can do that for us. But then in like 1834 AD, for another universe, in terms of our timeline, if that even works, 
because he's because he's always he's God beyond time, and so he can he can all be happening simultaneously, or at least in the same uh, instance, even if it's at different points in mm. time in the other universes. I suspect that if the multiverse is true, just like a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day, one universe is like a thousand and a thousand is like one. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. You can um, write a hymn about that. Oh, for a thousand universes to sing <laughs> my great redeemer's praise. Maybe we are. You don't know. <laughs> we end the podcast in another universe by singing the hymn that you have written and releasing it to the world. So I, so, so I think the question that probably we need to finish with is what, what, what does it teach us about God or about Jesus that actually makes a difference to how we live now? Does it, does it make a difference to how we live now? what we've discussed um so i think what we've come to is jesus is the same yesterday today and forever and wherever and in whichever timeline yes um even though you can't add to the bible yeah no well i'm i'm expounding it (laughs) like i think that what it shows us is that all of this stuff like, a multiverse is not the secret thing that proves that God's not real or that God's not all-powerful or that God's not sovereign. Yes. Whatever else this teaches us, it teaches us that God is that God is who he is, no matter how many universes there are. Yes. Um, and, as, and if there is a transcendent God who created one universe... It would not be beyond him to be the the transcendent God that created infinite universes, but I think bound up in the idea of the sovereignty of God is the idea that God doesn't need multiple universes to guide history towards where he wants to guide it. Now, maybe I'm just being too simplistic, and maybe God is so masterful that he's just playing a way more complex like symphony out across multiple universes and I can only hear the trumpet maybe, but from my limited vantage point, I think a, the multiverse, it wouldn't diminish the glory of God, but I don't think it's necessary to explain anything. I think like for me, what it does is I think it makes me appreciate the, the atonement that that Jesus is like the Jesus death has the ability to to recreate creation and and bring us into this this new creation and that that stretches not not just across our world and and not just across well like I guess probably the other way is that often I think of the atonement is being very small it's just about getting my sins forgiven so the dumb thing that i did half an hour ago i don't have to feel bad about anymore because i've been forgiven and set free and i'm a new creation that's great which is true but it's but it's not that's not the entirety of the atonement but the atonement 
invite like it brings me into part, the part of God's new creation where he's remaking everything all the heavens and the earth all creation's getting renewed because of what Jesus has done everything is moving out from the expanding from the cross and that we get kind of bound up in this and and that and that if there are multiple universes or or there aren't multiple universes. Either way, the the atonement stretches across it all and changes everything, and we get we get brought into that. And I and I think for me that that it's just exciting to be part of whatever it is God is doing, even if it's just that there are two dimensions and they're going to become become one, or we're going to God is going to come and dwell with us. Like that's big enough as it is. I don't need multiple universes to get excited about that. By the fact, yeah, that- I, I think I think what I was fumblingly trying to say before you've sort of articulated, which is that like, yeah, God could a hundred percent make this whole deal as complex and as multi-layered and as beyond our comprehension as He wants, because He is all of those things by Himself already. But I think that the the beauty of what God has done for us and the perfection of what God has done for us and the just abundance of what God has done for us in Jesus is so complete that nothing would be added to it by finding out that it happened in other permutations in other universes um, and nothing would be added to it by finding out that it happened on other planets or other realities or other whatevers, and nothing would be subtracted either. Mm. Like it just, it is in the same way that God is who God is, no matter how many universes there are, and Jesus is who Jesus is, no matter how many universes he incarnates into. The the beauty of God's salvation is what it is regardless of anything else and that's pretty exciting yes and and whatever there is god is uniting it all under the lordship of jesus Mm. and that's great and so whatever is included in everything that's fun to talk about but the fact that all things in heaven and earth are being brought back under the headship of Jesus is great news no matter how many earths there are Amen Beautiful Chris how can people find more of you? Um, They can go to chrismorphew.com and there they will find out that I have recently written a book called Best News Ever which is a 100 day guide to the Gospel of Mark and um, hopefully they if they go there will enjoy that um you'll also find my dumb youtube channel and a bunch of the other fiction books i've written what about you tom where can they go they can go to tomfrench.com.au and there they will discover that i uh have i have two books but the one that's probably more interesting for this is weird crude funny and nude the bible exposed where i'm looking at all the stuff in the bible where there's nudity farts uh toilet humor and seeing what it has to tell us about Jesus. Also, you can find my dumb YouTube channel and my blog and stuff like that. Um, yeah, great. Let's uh, let's finish it there. All right. See you, Tom. See you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>